Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Duke football is back in our lives, and we're going to discuss that on today's show. Our show today is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up on today's show, I'm so thrilled to bring in my buddy Connor O'Neill from Deacons Illustrated and Devils Illustrated, a part of the Rivals family. We're going to discuss Duke football coming up on today's show. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow our program on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And please make sure that you follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show daily with us as well on YouTube. And thanks for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen and first watch each and every day. Without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on Connor O'Neill to the program. Again, the publisher for Devils Illustrated and Deacons Illustrated. Connor, the time is greatly appreciated. It's football season. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Uh, I've, I always get sick around this time. Like, I, it's always just like a sinus headache. I don't know if I work <laughs> myself into this ball of stress and it kind of comes out this way, but you know, other than being a little deeper voiced and a little coffee and sneezy, I'm good. It, look, it's everybody's got a battle through the conditions, through the elements and that sort of thing. We finally got into that moment in time. And here we are. I mean, it's been uh, so much offseason chatter throughout the sport. Conference realignment has been crazy. Uh, we're still a year into the name, image and likeness era of college athletics. Uh, it's got to be so relaxing to be able to know that tonight, Duke will be playing a football game that last week we saw week zero. We saw some Thursday night games last night as well that we could just, you know, watch the game and break down what happens. Yeah. When you, when you go through the off season that, that we've been, and this is not like the first one, it, it feels like the second or third straight off season where it's just like, man, just get me to Labor Day weekend so I can have uh you know, a, a big 120 yard rushing performance to talk about or, or a, big quarterback debut with Riley Leonard stepping in. Like, get me to that kind of stuff instead of, oh, my gosh, is Duke going to be out of a conference in 2028 when the grant of rights falls apart? Or, you know, is Duke going to fall behind because all their NIL money is going to go to basketball players? And just, man, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to tonight and being able to see, like, how do these new pieces fit in on the field and, and kind of – put what we saw in fall camp into a purview against another team. That's always the the cliche at this time. Like everybody is, is ready to play another team. Uh, I'm ready to see what Duke looks like against another team. And that other team tonight, of course, is the Temple Owls. And we'll get more into that in just a little bit. Again, kick off tonight at 730 Eastern on the ACC Network to watch the product. Uh, David Shoemate will have the call for the Blue Devil Network. So, uh, talking about, Connor, your work with Devils Illustrated, a part of the Rivals Network and that sort of thing, uh, for any listeners or viewers uh, that might not be aware of their your work, one, shame on them, uh, but two, <laughs> kind of catch them up to speed. Yeah, so I took over uh, Devils Illustrated about a year ago. Um, Brian McLawhorn did some great work uh, with the site uh, for a long time, and it was not the smoothest of transitions, to be quite honest, but 
I feel like I was able to kind of step into a groove um, sometime in basketball season. Uh, honestly, the last football season was a blur uh, covering. Uh, there were there were a lot of points last year where I felt like the two teams I covered were the best team in the ACC with Wake Forest and the worst team in the ACC with, with Duke going winless in the conference and basically playing the last six games as non-competitive games. So I really kind of dedicated myself with, with the new coach. Uh, that allowed me to kind of press a reset button with football coverage. I will be realistic here. Like Duke football is not going to outdraw Duke basketball in terms of click numbers and interest, but Duke football is still less than 10 years removed from playing for an ACC championship. Uh, Mike Elko came into the ACC at Wake Forest for three years when Duke was kind of at the height uh, coming off that ACC championship appearance. He He's talked to us a lot about understanding, yeah, he's stepping into a place that needed to press the reset button and, and is in a down place, but he also knows how good Duke can be and how sustainable success can be uh, based on the the kind of mid to 2010s. Um, so I look at it as uh, obviously basketball is is still going to rule the day, but there is a there is a good avenue to fit into for Duke football coverage. And that's where I want to be. That's kind of I was out at a little more than half of their fall camp practices. Um, I live in Kernersville, which is, you know, it puts me about 20 minutes away from Wake Forest and about an hour five, hour 10 from Duke. I'd like to to move uh, next spring, next summer to be a little shaded closer to Duke. And um, that might put me back. Uh, I've got some roots in Burlington. I went to Elon and worked in Burlington for about five and a half years. That might put me back in that area, but that's all down the road. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to to covering Elko and and kind of how they build this program, uh, and and I think it's headed in the right direction. You know, it's hard to it's hard to tell for sure until they get out there and play some games. But everything that I've seen so far tells me they're doing the right things to build it. And now we get the answers tonight. That's the amazing part about all of this. As we're saying, you can start to see things tonight. It has been an off season where you're speculating who the quarterback is going to be. Between the likes of Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore, we now know that answer. We get to see Riley Leonard under center a little bit later tonight, so on and so forth. All your work at devilsillustrated.com. You also mentioned uh, the basketball perspective. It's someone within the state, within the roots uh, of North Carolina, and knowing the powers of Duke basketball. What was that transition like? How exciting was that to be a part of the Duke basketball coverage? Man, you know, I, I told my dad uh... – yeah, they rivals wants me to cover Wake Forest, and they also want me to take over their Duke site. And he's like, "Wow, so you're going to be signing up for covering the last season of Coach K?" And it was <laughs> funny; it hadn't even dawned on me that I was signing up for that. Like, it, it was just it was such a whirlwind that I hadn't really taken the time to realize what I had signed myself up for in that regard. Um, I mean, that was crazy. Uh, I I did not grow up in the state. I actually grew up. Uh, a Maryland fan. So okay. Wow. I had some. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I had some deep-seated hatred for, for Duke, <laughs> Carolina, Wake, and State. Uh, all pretty equal there when I was growing up. But I was able to extinguish uh, any fanhood by the time I got into the professional ranks. Um, Maryland leaving the ACC really 
really helped kill whatever vapors were left of fanhood. So, um, I, I'm able to I'm able to look at Duke with an objective lens. Um, I'm able to you know I was writing stuff about how it, it's crazy to think about now. Like last last January, going into the game in Chapel Hill, I was writing about how great of a transition Duke had compared to the transition UNC had, and how I wasn't sure if Hubert was going to work. And right. Carolina might be looking for another coach in a couple years. And then, obviously, <laughs> the last uh, the last month of the regular season and and the month of the NCAA tournament really changed that view. Um, I'm I'm glad that freezing cold takes never picked up on what I was writing yes. and, and what I was saying at that point. But yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to I guess it's it's never going to be a normal season at Duke. I guess we saw that earlier this week with the Derek Whitehead stuff coming out. Sure. Uh, that was out of out of right field. Um but I'm looking forward to not having a season of oh man, these players are playing the last season for the greatest coach in the history of the sport. Uh is there pressure to beat Boston College on a Wednesday night <laughs> and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, what what an exciting time we've got in the life of Duke Athletics to have a first-year football coach and a first-year men's basketball coach all on campus at the same time moving forward and that sort of thing. Connor O'Neill, who are with us again, Deacons Illustrated and Devils Illustrated, a part of the Rivals Network, and you can follow him on Twitter at Connor O'Neill underscore D-I. All right, let's take our first time out on the program, and we'll talk a little more Duke football here in just a moment. Are you one of those people who thinks it's still okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Well, you're wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Brought to you by the Highway Traffic Administration. All right, we're moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Connor O'Neill. Connor, let's talk about this football team. And we kind of mentioned the offseason that was. Not only do you have a new football coach coming in, but for any football team to be successful, you better be good under center. You better have a quarterback that you feel confident in. And for Duke, they're looking at a pair of sophomores uh, with rather limited playing experience so far in their careers. It's not zero for either one of them. We did see them at parts throughout the year, but ultimately Duke lands on Riley Leonard being the guy. I kind of thought this would be where they ended up. Why ultimately do you think Riley Leonard is the answer at quarterback to start the year? Riley grabbed the reins, I would say, early in fall camp. I thought spring, it was pretty hard to see a difference between Riley and Jordan. But really, when we got into past the first week of fall camp, it, it looked like he would be the better fit. Uh, Kevin John's offense, they're going to require a lot of quick, uh, short to intermediate passes. They need accuracy. Like, you, you have to – you can't be missing, like, a second and eight uh, bubble screen and and turn that into third and eight. Uh, no football team likes to play behind the chains, but when you have a team that has as many new pieces, as many kind of we're figuring out what we have situations with, with personnel, you cannot afford to play behind the chains. It's just that simple. So 
and and Riley gives them probably a little bit more accuracy on the deep shots that they want to take. Uh, they want to get one-on-one matchups on the outside and be able to throw. Uh, Eli Pankle is probably the the best target there. He's 6'3". Daryl Harding Jr. is 6'4", but they're trying to squeeze some potential out of him that, I, you know, sometimes in fall camp it looked like it was there and then other times it didn't. But, yeah, they they need a quarterback that can be a little precise, and that's that's Riley more than it is Jordan. And so with that being said, you mentioned kind of the deep guys for Duke football. You've also got Jalen Calhoun, who's very much so a known commodity uh, from Duke football over the last few seasons, a guy that we've seen play much closer to the line of scrimmage and the shorter routes that he runs, get the football in his hands and let him do the rest of the work, talking about Jalen Calhoun. But then also we're seeing Jordan Moore get some opportunities at other spots on the field, which is just rather unprecedented in a quarterback battle, and and when that takes place, you feel like, okay, it is leaning in Riley Leonard's direction because any coaching staff out there would want to make sure that a quarterback got as many reps as possible at the quarterback position. And so if Jordan Moore is out taking wide receiver reps, it kind of lets you know, hey, maybe he's not going to be your answer at quarterback. Talk to me a little bit about that decision. Yeah, it was the the amount of times I used the phrase "the writing is on the wall" in the <laughs> in the week or two leading up to uh, Riley Leonard announced as the starter uh, probably probably too much. Right. Um, Jordan Moore is is just such a dynamic player. He might be Duke's best open field runner. Uh, he might be their most elusive player. I guess I don't know if if my boy standing up here is a vote of confidence in that or an objection. <laughs> But uh, he's really electric and dynamic, and you can't have a talent like that standing on the sidelines only entering the game if the starting quarterback gets hurt. You want to be able to use that, and they're going to need it. Uh, this, this team lacks known commodities as playmakers. Uh, that's kind of the, the blunt and honest truth of it. So if they can get the ball in his hands, uh, whether it is quarterback packages, you know, goal line packages as a quarterback, uh, they, Mike Elko mentioned earlier this week, they, you could see him at running back. Um, last year he was in that David Cutcliffe role of like, he's the running quarterback when you, when he comes in, you know, 90% of the time he's going to be keeping it on a QB uh, draw or something like that. It's not going to be that. Like they're going to split him in the slot. They're going to. They you could see him out wide. Um, they're going to do whatever it takes to get the ball in his hands. They don't do that unless they have somewhat confidence in Henry Beelin, the fourth, the freshman quarterback who came in in the summer, and he physically looks the part of an ACC quarterback. He needs some refinement. Like he's he is very much a raw talent throwing the ball right now, but. His his progression, how quickly he picked things up in fall camp, gave them a little more of a license to put Jordan Moore in different spots to kind of move him around to figure out creative ways to get the ball in his hands, and and that'll be that'll be pretty exciting. Um, I have to I have to call one foul though; it's not unprecedented even for me coverage wise. Uh, okay, tell me. Wake Forest Wake Forest did this with Kendall Hinton, a Durham native. <laughs> he played quarterback for four years. Um, three years, four years, something like that. Uh, he was going to be suspended for the first three games of 2018 
So Wake moved the quarterback battle that was for the backup to their starter, and that was between Sam Hartman and Jamie Newman. And after like two or three days of fall camp, they put Kendall Hinton out in the slot receiver role. He didn't play much slot in that season. Like it wasn't a Jordan Moore situation where you knew he was going to be a, a heavy part of the game plan. It was more he he came along the next year. In 2019, Kendall Hinton, uh, I think, tied for Wake's lead in catches or or receiving yards. Like he's and he's a slot receiver on a practice squad in the NFL right now. That's totally unprecedented. Yeah, you're right. That, that that's that, that's fair to bring up on my part. And uh, look, I, <laughs> I committed a foul on the program. Unprecedented for Duke. Unprecedented, unprecedented for, for Duke. Well, and then when you say that, I'm also reminded of the fact where it's like, all right, JJ, let's get caught up to speed of where we were a year ago. Because you mentioned Henry Bielen the fourth, and that's great that you do because he's a true freshman. If you look at Duke's football team a season ago, there was another freshman of many freshman quarterbacks and Luca Diamond, who going into spring ball transitioned full time over to the wide receiver room. So I, I don't know, it just for me, it felt unprecedented when you were actually actively in the competition. Kickoff is weeks away from taking place at this point. And you know what? We're going to let him get reps at other spots. But I do like your point that you made about Henry Bieland, Connor, because I would imagine the thinking process of this coaching staff is we can't let him have too many snaps at other spots on the field because the injury risk is a little bit greater when you're out there. And if something were to happen to Riley Leonard, we would want Jordan Moore to be our backup quarterback. If you put Jordan Moore out at other sides on the field and something happens to Riley Leonard, is Henry Bieland ready to take the reins over? Is that fair to say, knowing the injury risks that could be in play, or is is there something else in play here? Yeah, I was talking about this uh, the other day with with somebody out. Um, we were we were at on the outskirts of a practice yeah. going on. And I it's a fluid situation, and I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like it's it kind of is one of these situations you see where if Riley Leonard goes down, you know, with a with a twisted ankle in the second quarter and can't come back, I think you see Jordan Moore take over that game. But say Riley Leonard goes down second quarter again, just for consistency, and he's able to play through whatever injury he has, you know, a bruised shoulder or something like that, but then it swells up and he can't go the next week. I think there's a chance you could see them say, okay, we've got a full week to prepare. Let's put Henry Bielan in that role. Let's, you know, take this week to really rep Henry Bielan, get him familiar with the first team offense, and let's throw him out there. Um, that's just that's that's more hunch on my part than it is knowing that's what Mike Elko is going to sure. do. You know, I, I can't read his mind. I I've covered him for eight months now. I'm, <laughs> we're not we're not on that level, but that's just kind of my feeling on what the what the scenario could play out as. Let's see, and we'll start to get some answers tonight. Football back in action at Wallace Wade Stadium. Duke taking on Temple, and Riley Leonard will be at quarterback. Let's wrap up today's show after this final timeout here on Locked On Blue Devils. Once again, want to let you know about Bet Online, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Bet Online is the number one source for your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Tonight, the Duke Blue Devils favored by a touchdown 
over Temple, according to Bet Online. It's also your continued sport source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorites, including Major League Baseball, final month of the regular season for the MLB. Go place your bets with Bet Online. Also, lines available for MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as we begin to wind down today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson alongside Connor O'Neill. There's a level of excitement when you talk about Duke football, knowing that there's a new head coach in place. You've got a Friday night game. It's not high school football under Friday night lights, but you've got an ACC team taking the field in the first game of the Mike Elko era. Aside from the obvious, aside from the outcome on the field, is it is this Duke football program looking for an energy, an atmosphere? Like, like what kind of expectations, if you were to ask this coaching staff and the powers that be, do they have for the environment that folks will walk into later tonight? You know, I think there's there's some – realistic takes that they're not going to have a, a sold out venue. Sure. Um, it, there there's, you know, you, you have to win some of the fan base back that's tuned out over the last few years. Uh, COVID has had something to do with that. It's not all the, all the losing records, all that. It, it's, it's also the global pandemic that we've been going through. Um, I do think they want to, they want to see an atmosphere uh, that that leads itself to excitement. That sure. they want to put a product on the field that people can be proud of. They want to. Uh, one of the main things that that Coach Elko has mentioned is is wanting to get the community of Durham involved, uh, not just the student section, the parents that kind of like they want to make it a hometown thing. That's tough. Uh, you know, I, I always go back to Mark Gottfried's. Uh, old old saying was you know it's a, it's a tough neighborhood um you're dealing with you know in in the city of durham you might have a, a 33 33 33 split with carolina and state fans um so we'll see how that manifests over the over the years really i i don't think anybody holds any notions that it's going to come together all in one season uh that's that's a long-term project type goal um, and you know, they're, they're doing the right thing. Like, like we saw earlier, uh, they've put out some art of the end zones are painted blue now, uh, with Duke in, in bold, in white letters and, uh, the slogans for the program, the grind and bleed blue are written into the, you know, the out of bounds right paint. Um, right. that's cool. Like that, that and that's stuff that, it's it's a simple uh, field maintenance field field management type thing to put in, but it gives a little more sense of of pride in the program, a little more connection from you know if you're watching on TV or you're at the game, you can see that stuff and kind of get get latched onto the program. So that's what they're going for with those and and Elko branding at place in all of that as well. So all right, we've talked a good bit about the offense as we wind down here again. Connor O'Neill here with us. Tell me about the defensive side of the football. Like, what what is one thing about this defense that intrigues you to start the year? I I really want to see what their defensive line looks like. I think that unit might have been the most consistently impressive 
uh, unit throughout fall camp just yeah. because you know you look at the you look at the pro football focus numbers you look at just the overall stats uh i think rj oben was the leader in sacks last year with five dwayne carter had like four and a half and led the team in qb pressures um this day and age of college football you can't win you can't play good defense at least if you don't have a good offensive or defensive line uh you just if teams are going to throw the ball 60 to 65% of the time and you can't put any pressure on quarterbacks, there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the country. And the even the even the mediocre ones can look good if you give them five <laughs> to six seconds to pick your defense apart. You're it right. doesn't matter how good your DBs are if receivers get that much time to run routes and the quarterback is, is unencumbered and not pressured. So I'm really interested to see – Dwayne Carter looked like he took a step forward. It's not very common for for your interior defensive lineman to lead you in pressures. If he can do that again, I mean, there you know, if he's going to be the the Duke football and college football ACC football version of Aaron Donald, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Vincent Anthony Jr. is the freshman that everybody seems to want to talk about. He's six six two forty. He's the hometown guy. Like you're looking for, you're looking for a way to draw in hometown guys. Start the hometown freshman at the end. Um, he does not look like a 18 or 19 year old. He he looks mature. He looks like he'll be able to handle the the rigors of playing a full ACC schedule. Uh, he's a speed guy off the edge. You need you need that, uh, and it's something that I'm not sure Duke had uh, in the last year or two. So that's really the one area I want to see if they can put pressure on. I think Dwan Mathis is Temple's starting quarterback. Right, he's a transfer from Georgia. I want to see if they can pressure him and and kind of force him into some bad throws. That's right, a Georgia transfer quarterback for the Temple Owls tonight as they take on Duke at Wallace Wade Stadium. Kickoff set for seven thirty Eastern on the ACC Network. Connor, the time has been so greatly appreciated. Really want to thank you for coming on the program today. How can we support you and what you do? Yeah, so if, if you see my Twitter, uh, it's underscore DI. I had somebody tell me they thought it was D1 uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and that's not true. Uh, DI is kind of the double meaning for Deacons Illustrated and Devils Illustrated. And the, website, the stars aligned on that for you, by the way, that you didn't have to make a big change there, I would imagine. They did. They did. That, <laughs> that was kind of easy. Um the website is duke.rivals.com. Uh, if any Wake fans happen to tune in, it's wakeforest.rivals.com. But if you go to duke.rivals.com, uh, sign up for a premium membership and use the promo code Duke, all caps, uh, 30, you get 30 days free. So that's still running, uh, and I would love to, to get some people on board there. That's awesome. Well, Connor, I really do appreciate the time. We'll have to do this again sometime soon as the season moves forward and as we get closer to basketball season. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Blue Devils. Great. Thanks, JJ. That's Connor O'Neill from Devils Illustrated and Deacons Illustrated joining us here on the program. And what a fun show that was. Been following his work for quite some time and really grateful that he took some time to join us here on the program. Tonight is Duke football. We all can't wait to see what takes place as the Mike Elko era officially gets started. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. 
follow and subscribe to this podcast for free. And also make sure that you check us out on YouTube. That'll do it for our show. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.